Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. This episode is brought to you in collaboration with Amazing Greys, who create Greys boxes and party food for the Lancaster and Morecambe and surrounding areas. I can vouch for how delicious their Greys tables are after they provided the most beautiful one for my recent podcast celebration. Head across to Facebook, search Amazing Greys and give them a like. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. One of the main reasons I ask the questions that I ask on this series is to highlight how differently we all parent. For ages now, I've wanted to highlight how this can also be the case within families, how two parents from the same family can have very different parenting styles. So today I am joined by my first couple on the podcast, husband and wife, Jake and Emma, to hear their answers and see if this is the case for them. Hello both of you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Hello, thank Thank you for having us. So if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family dynamic and any heritage. Um, So I'm Emma. Um, I'm 33 years old. I first became a mum when I was 21. Um, so I was uh, kind of the younger age, I suppose, to be a mum. Um, and then most recently became a mum again when I was 31. So a bit of an age difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm Jake. I'm 35 years old. Um, and I obviously, we were both young. I was 23 when we first had Imogen. Uh, my final year of university and um yeah we're a fairly normal couple yeah. <laughs> so you say yeah. <laughs> forget i know yet no, I'm joking. I did you feel all... young because we always have this conversation like we was so what were we 23 and 24 and at the time we didn't feel young but now looking back that's my dog barking with fireworks good sake it's um, bonfire night of yeah. <laughs> nearly um yeah looking back we were like really young yeah and I, I, I think same as you at the time I, I didn't feel young mm-hmm. um I don't think it I don't think it affected me in any anyway other than maybe at the time I didn't realize it affected me I think I was trying to please a lot okay maybe to make up for the fact that I was younger yeah so maybe a little bit unaware that I was doing that because things like you know, like now I'll, I'll buy off vintage, like just as an example, yeah. I'll buy like second hand because why not, you know? But then I was so against it when right. people said, Oh, have a look at this, Emma, you could have a look on this this website or whatever, and you can get really good stuff. And I just thought, No, I can't do that. I've got to buy new for I've got mm-hmm. to show that I can do this and I like prove a point. Yeah. So I think maybe I wasn't fully conscious of it, but now when I look back, I am a little bit, and then becoming a mum again with Freddie yeah. at 31, I noticed the difference. So, yeah, I didn't feel young at the time, but now yeah. when I, think, I look back, it's different. I think, I, I think I'm, I'm sort of the same, but obviously because I'd not, I was 
I was at university. Yeah, the dynamic was at, different. Slightly mm. different in that I was obviously a couple, probably a couple of years older than you, but I think we, um, where I was at that stage in my life, because we weren't together long at, at all, were we? <laughs> Literally a matter of month, <laughs> couple, two or three months. So it was all out. It was all... So for context, Imogen's about to be 12 next week and we've been together for how many years? 12 years. 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, it was it was all new. The relationship was new. Yeah, it was still that sort of young love. It was kind of you know early part of your twenties, um, and so obviously I had a lot of focus on trying to graduate. My dad was ill. Yeah, my dad had cancer at the time. Um, we found out he had cancer only a few months after we found out you were pregnant with yeah. Imogen. So there was a lot going on at that time. And um, it was a bit of a shock, but I think being the people we are, we very quickly learned to get on with it, get on with it grow, it. adapt, accept, because we're responsible people, we just took the bull by the horns and, and got on with it, and, yeah. and, and whereas some people might not do, we might find yeah. it hard to adjust, there's a lot of questions, no, we had questions, we just, it, you find your way, don't yeah, you? Yeah, there's no doubt it was, it was hard, but, yeah. Yeah. but we got on with it, didn't we? We did, yeah. I had no choice. So, no. Yeah. The main rule of the Non-Perfect Parents Club is no judgment allowed. Have you ever felt judged in your parenting and can you tell us about it? Um. So Imogen, our eldest, she's had quite a lot of behavioural difficulties, hasn't she, over the years, to kind of put it mm-hmm. in layman's terms, I guess. Basically to the point now where we're going through the process of um, she's being referred for assessment for autism so she's very much a typical girl that masks autistic masking so like on the surface functions really well does really well but sensory needs and everything else like that is just a bit of a minefield Mm -hmm. so in terms of our parenting like the traditional I think you'll agree with this won't you like the traditional parenting styles that we would have naturally come to yeah did never work with her ever even from being really really little the styles we were used to yeah probably from yeah the way we were parented implement that no so then so we used to live down south Mm -hmm. in Kent all our family from up here in Lancashire and then when we lived down there we had no family around us so no like breathing space really mm. from Imogen you know like you kind of I think sometimes you feel guilty saying that as a parent mm. you need a breather yeah, yeah, you definitely do. but we did and we really did because quite a lot of Imogen's behaviours were really intense at home right. she functioned on the surface very well at nursery and then mm. primary school but actually when she came home that all then came to a head because she wasn't really functioning under the surface yeah. um so her behaviours were really challenging and it was hard because our family only really saw that in snippets when they would come down and visit or if we came back up to visit so feeling judged um it is like a full honest view sometimes by our own family because they're the way they would have done it didn't work with her yeah so that traditional style of parenting Mm -hmm. that they thought well you need to do you should be doing this this or this it didn't work so then we kind of came to loggerheads with a few members of family which wasn't nice and mm. um have no like no hard feelings for any family we have really close family don't we really supportive family but there were moments where it was tricky it was really difficult 
And I think school as well. That was hard, wasn't it? School was certainly, yeah. Although we didn't openly... Well, obviously, as this was an emerging yeah. part of Imogen, as, we, as it started to, to grow and grow, um, to the extent it started to spill over into school. Right. And not, not it didn't demonstrate it within school, but there would be a hangover from the morning from when she'd have an episode and she would be late or yeah. we're out of duty of care. We have to inform school that there's been this happening at home. It could affect, affect her ability to concentrate in school. So we have to notify, we had to a notify the school, didn't we? Yeah, a meltdown would go on like well into early hours yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So she was yeah, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and we were all tired. So we've, we felt we have to speak to school about it. So countless times we were in for either a, 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 a meeting that had been arranged or we just asked to speak to the head in the morning in a more informal manner. But you always got, they didn't, it, because there was no diagnosis. Yeah. There was, they, but they did acknowledge that these things happen, but they didn't see it with Imogen. Mm-hmm. There was no diagnosis. So they were kind of just thought we were kind of exaggerating. They didn't yeah. necessarily, you could say they weren't taking us seriously. It was trying to read between the lines. And um, there was more emphasis it was always on downplayed, wasn't it? Yeah. There was emphasis on us and. Um, and you would, if he did what they could within their arsenal, which was like, yeah, a bit of payroll, go and see this, t- she, she'll go with you, mm. sit outside the lesson for a little bit and do a little bit of work with a support yeah, teacher. Yeah, like on, on emotions and stuff like yeah. that. And, really and I like get short-lived. it to a degree, but because they weren't set up for her Imogen's case, but at the end of the day, it was all very um, sort of brushed to yeah. side. And especially in the, the latter end of that final the final year she was in school down there where they be pretty much just yeah so that's more specific try to pass us off but that's a I suppose that's a different thing I think I it? mean because she's she moved primary skills when we moved back up here yeah. so she was uh nine then yeah um year five she went into and even although they were they tried to be really supportive even there there was judgmental comments and mm. things like um even just questions like well what have you done to help yourselves what have you done what have you accessed mm. and I remember one meeting like I got really emotional but it was ang- and I was so angry yeah. because part of me thought how dare you question me how mm. dare you question me as if I haven't because it wasn't sort of a it didn't feel like a question like well I just want to know so that I can maybe yeah, point you like in the right it. direction if you haven't looked into yeah. x y and z it really didn't it feel like yeah. a well, hang on. Yeah, a bit of an interrogation. Well, what have you done to help yourself? Have you actually tried to help yourself or tried to help Imogen? And just kind of, it just felt, I was taken aback by it really because mm-hmm. I could list off, I could yeah. sit here now and list off a reel of different agencies, courses, uh, professionals, mm-hmm. charities, all these different mm-hmm. doors we've knocked on for help and advice. And so to have that like judgmental question um, and sort of, yeah, it was. There's been quite a few areas like that, hasn't there? That's and yeah. like you said earlier, didn't you? Like judge judgment is is part of life. So you yeah, judge, you can be judged yeah. good or bad. But yeah, I think in our we judge people all the time. Yeah, yeah. in your head, so you yeah, make judgments. Yeah. That's how you get you determine maybe you do or don't do someone. Yeah, you talk yeah. to someone you don't, or you you like someone or you don't. But when it comes to parenting, it's um. It's a bit, a bit of pill to swallow, isn't it? When you yeah, it's it's always it's felt a little you, bit more. You know, you're trying your hardest. Mm. Well, most people try the hardest. Yeah, yeah. 
the one we yeah, yeah. we feel we've tried our best mm. yeah. like, and that's all you can do as a parent is try your best yeah, and yeah. do what you, you what you can and what you know yeah so it's a bit it feels like a bit of a kick in the teeth when you get yeah. questioned constantly yeah and especially by people that are meant to support you as well aren't they yeah. like schools especially you're meant to work together aren't you and yeah you know yeah, it should feel like a partnership. Mm. Yeah, there's fact-finding, isn't there? Because yeah. you have to do, you have to ask questions, <laughs> but then it's a manner in which it's done. Yeah. And then if things are dismissed or, you know, it's... Mm. Yeah, but we've, you know, we've come a long way, but we're not quite there yet. We've, no, we've, we've still got a long way to go for us. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of like emphasis on Imogen, really. And Freddie's two and a half, so there hasn't... You know, he's still, he's a toddler, he's, I don't know, I can't, we haven't really experienced any of that side of it with Freddie. Yeah. He's just more than with Imogen, but I think it's yeah. because of what we've been through with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made it that little bit trickier, hasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. So how was that, you know, like when you first started noticing things and stuff, how was that in terms of like you two parenting? Like, did you have similar parenting styles anyway, or...? Were they quite different, or did you ever like? There, there is, yeah, there is differences, isn't? Well, we're, no, we're on we're on overall overall we're on the same page, aren't we? Yeah, now absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's sometimes it takes something like what we've experienced yeah. to sort of expose your strengths and your weaknesses, mm-hmm. and certainly, um, the situations where Emma's probably handled it better than me. Mm-hmm. And there's other times when I've handled it better than I. Yeah. And we we try to improve. We 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 try to take, you know, be mindful of how yeah. we, we always kind of it sounds. I don't. We, it sounds a bit informal, but we, we always try to talk about what's happened and understand mm-hmm. it, don't we? To like we'll play, after. yeah, we'll like replay yeah. it yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't mean we sit down and go, all right, now come on, let's have a let's have a chat about this and (laughs) you know (laughs) take some. It's not like that. that, I think that's what I'm trying to. But you know how it is when you're trying to take stock of everything that's happened. Yeah. Because it can be all it can be overwhelming. It is. You're trying to feel like you're in control, but you're dealing with something. Some I say it's not unprecedented now, but. In the early stages, yeah. as it was growing and changing, and, should, and things become say, more to, physical, yeah, you we know, had you to got really to change really... our expectations, didn't we? And that yeah. was that I found that yeah. the hardest bit, yeah, yeah. like yeah. totally reevaluating what our expectations of her were when mm-hmm. she hit like um, total overwhelm, yeah. overstimulation, and then just couldn't really function, um, and couldn't, well, she couldn't really compute, could she? She wouldn't. Like makes it sound stupid. I don't mean to make it sound stupid, but you're trying to give her instructions, um, just as simple as can you do this, and mm. she'd just fly off the handle because yeah. she just didn't want that interaction or communication anymore. She just wanted just, it to yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So she would automatically go from zero to a hundred, mm-hmm. and often then out like kind of defense mechanism for yourself because she could get physical, just went from zero to a hundred yeah. as well, and kind of trying to help her and expect her to be able to come down quite quickly mm-hmm. it just very quickly I had to realise that it, that wasn't going to happen yeah. um, and again going back to those like tra- traditional parenting methods um, it 
you know, a bit of time out or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. None of it worked with yeah. her because she she almost needed that like physical security. She didn't want you to touch her. No, she didn't really want you to. She wanted a presence. <laughs> she, didn't yeah, she? she needed your presence presence to be to feel safe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she could still be quite verbally abusive yeah. and aggressive because she's still all kind of coming yeah, out of her yeah. and she's trying to regulate it all. Um. So like you're kind of natural as a parent naturally, or as not as a parent, as a human, your natural instinct is I want to get away from this. Mm. I don't want to be anywhere near this. But yeah. the more we would try mm. and take ourselves away to get space in between yeah. us, she would follow. So it, we really had to change our expectations, and I found that really really hard mm-hmm. because ultimately I knew what she was capable of. Yeah. But that's only when she's completely regulated and in a, that understanding yeah. regular regulated state, really, isn't it? And, um, yeah. So. Was that hard to kind of stay on the same page in them situations? Like I know from like yeah. me and my husband, when stuff happens like with the girls and that, sometimes we have to do the same thing. Like afterwards, we have to kind of you know have a chat and say, "Oh, we should have handled that differently." And, yeah. yeah. But in that moment when stuff's happening, it because we've got different opinions, it can be really hard. Even though we know afterwards we understand each other yeah. it's hard to say stay on the same page yeah it, it can be really hard it, it, yeah the time there have been a few times i well, would come to loggerheads like you've you've been naturally you've been uh, as a as a woman you you might have had more of a nurturing sympathetic approach yeah and, and imogen has needed that because mm-hmm. ultimately you've been able to see through imogen say when she's lost control yeah but you know she needs a hug for exa- as an example, yeah. you know that yeah. you need to demonstrate that that's what she needs, regardless of all the yeah, show yeah. and that's going on. Whereas I know that now, but I would never have seen that. I would have, I, I would have been, you know, you know, tough. You're yeah. staying in there, and that is it, and you're not and coming that's out. Kind of what you're conditioned, I yeah. feel, to how you're meant to parent, isn't it? Like yeah. coming from the kind of era that yeah. we do that that's discipline yeah is, it's no yeah. you do not let them behave like that get up to your room type thing isn't yeah. it yeah. but you know but it's, that's, that's, it's not yeah. always the way is it like it doesn't work like that no she can't she's never been able to from a really early age she was never able to take herself away like allow mm-hmm. herself to take herself away yeah. so that's like, very being really really little that. like when they're two three years old and they need to start to learn the boundaries mm-hmm. and there's so many different ways of doing it so many different people have different methods of yeah like, like heard of the the spot to help give them a space yeah, to yeah. sit on the spot and think about it some people still use the naughty step or just the step not mm-hmm. necessarily yeah, the yeah. naughty step um and like, i see the difference now for freddie if he needs a little bit of time out it's very very rare because he's a little he's a good little boy isn't he he's a good little boy he's um when yeah, i know he's out with but he is good and he, but there are occasions where he has to like he'll start shouting or something. So yeah. we'll give him his chances and then I'll say to him, Right, you need to come and sit on the step, like really calm with him, come and sit on the step, you have a few minutes, wait there, and mummy will come back. And probably after a couple of times, I think it is because he's still so little, it's a yeah. bit of a game, but he can he will sit there and he'll wait. Imogen has never been able to do that. And that's not me comparing them them two, it's just comparing that. I'm not comparing, but she's just never been able to give herself the space. She's always mm-hmm. needed me or Jake or an, an adult, yeah. a familiar adult that she feels secure with to regulate herself yeah. with. She couldn't ever do yeah. it on her own. 
And I think when you've got another child, it highlights stuff Mm. that you didn't... Because when you've just got the one, you've just got the one, you don't know any different. Exactly. Suddenly now I've got a child. This is something else that Imogen just wasn't able to cope with at the time. And I don't like saying that she couldn't do it. Because that makes her sound as if I'm kind of putting her down and I'm not. Yeah, it, she just needed that extra support yeah, to be yeah. able to yeah. get through that um, emotion, whatever it might have been, yeah. whether it be like anger, frustration, sadness, or whatever. Um, but I think yeah, there are times where we come we come to loggerheads, but we do. Yeah, yeah. We all the time. We have a meeting at the end and make our notes. Crack on, take for yeah. some minutes afterwards. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about parenting? Good, bad? Has it changed you? Do you have any regrets? I think we've 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 touched on this, haven't we, just now? But yeah, a little bit. I think on the whole, it's it's good. It always uh-huh. it is. It's it is life changing because it changes you. You grow. You grow. Take more responsibility. Your your outlook on yeah. life changes because it's not about you. Yeah, it's more self the selfless role. Yeah, um, I think you I, you may come first and then you kind yeah. of pick up yeah. after with what's left in terms of time and money and yeah. the rest of it. Um, I think it's more yeah. again like going back to having Imogen so young. It's more recent years that I've kind of started to realise that we have to give ourselves a break every mm-hmm. now and then. Like, I love being a mum; it's the best feeling in the world. Mm. But you can still say that and you can still continue that sentence with, but it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It's draining. It's tiring. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional roller coaster, And sometimes it's it's okay to say, I yeah. need a break. Like I do classes with, as you know, with mums yeah. um, and, well, and dads. Dads mm-hmm. come and babies. And we have this conversation quite often and it comes up because you get little conversations coming up and some of the mums will say, oh, I don't mean to sound awful or, um, but, you know, sometimes mm. you just do need a break, don't you? And everybody starts off the same. And I kind of always, I always yeah. say, like, don't feel bad for it. Yeah. it it's okay. You know, we've I've had a conversation with a parent who had fertility um, challenges mm-hmm. to have their their little ones, and she had a little one, and then another one came along very quickly after, and she was saying how blessed she was, and um, but at the same time, she needs to be able to say. It does have its challenges. Like um, yeah. we have an amazing life, but it is still really challenging. I've got two under two, and it's really, really hard. And you know, we're having this conversation recently, and I said, "But that's okay. Mm-hmm. You can love parenthood and find it really challenging yeah. at the same time." I mean, I don't, I don't think we'd be doing ourselves justice if we didn't mention Florrie because yeah, yeah, Florrie's, I was a little girl mm-hmm. who, unfortunately, like you know, Emma was yeah. stillborn. She would be, she should be coming up five in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that changed things massively, didn't it? I think the way you feel as a parent more protective. Yeah. I think you're always protective of your own children to a degree. Um, it's very natural. But then after having Florrie, and I remember having Florrie, and a few days later taking Imogen to school, and quite a few parents stopping me on the way up to school saying, Emma, I, c- I can take him in for you. And you were with me, weren't you? We were together taking him in. Um, yeah, and that worried about me. And I just said that I'm still her mum. Yeah. I am her mummy too and she needs me. And I, 
I think I had even more of a, that protection feeling yeah. for her that I had to be there for her. I'm her mum. Mm-hmm. I've got to help her with this. Um, so I think that that changed it definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um. And ch- yeah. like, it didn't change in any way how much like I enjoyed being a mum, but it just changed that. I don't know diet that slight. Yeah. Um, an extra layer of mm. emotion around being a mum. Yeah. And then having Freddie after having Flory and that again, like mm. whole protective mum mode. And I think you're the same, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It possibly a little more protective and yeah. a little bit more. And I, I always kind of think, like, as a mum, when you're pregnant anyway, you kind of, you're so focused on the baby being all right oh, that you don't think about kind of well I didn't think about anyway like for the dad that he's not just got the baby there's the mum as yeah. well and that is it's like a whole extra load I guess isn't it yeah yeah it was yeah I, I, like when you were pregnant with Freddie that was probably the most anxious because I'm not, I don't I don't think I feel like I personally talk about so I don't feel like I suffer with anxiety or get over emotional or mm-hmm. any of that so I try to regulate it. Yeah. Um but when it came to his pregnancy with Fred, obviously third pregnancy yeah. and after Flory, um I must admit I really I could feel the um the worry and the mm-hmm. the, con- the the sort of the, the stress of of it because yeah. I worried about obviously we lost Flory but also it affected it was directly affecting yeah. you your body yeah. and, and your mental well being so yeah you're right it has it was like a, a double double yeah episode, and I think we it? were at the time really consciously aware of Imogen too I mean we just, absolutely yeah I can't and forget the, and the trying to make it sure that she yeah. was she okay was through the whole it's like like you say you you always put your children first don't you yeah. so in that situation there's not just you but there's Imogen yeah. as well who I think Flory was still born at 41 and weeks half, and plus five yeah. so Imogen was seven um yeah and she so she was fully aware of mm. you know the fact that yeah. she should have been having a baby sister coming home yeah. and everything so by the time we were then having Freddie she used to ask us, didn't she? Um, so I'm going to definitely have a baby mm. at home this time. And we couldn't answer it. Yeah. We couldn't give her the answer that you want to give them. Yeah. We wanted to be able to say, mm. yes, we will. And we had to be really open and honest with mm. her. So, But in the right way. There was yeah. a lot of research that we had to do, wasn't there? And a lot mm. of extra help from like bereavement midwives. Yeah. And even like school to help to keep her feeling... <laughs> as secure as possible yeah. and to keep the worry at, at well not at a minimum because it was never going to be gone but mm-hmm. yeah. as, as manageable as it could be so like for you there was me Freddie mm-hmm. who was pregnant yeah. with and Imogen yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was it it was and definitely I imagine that's a lot of pressure as well isn't it like you know yeah. especially like you tend to find that guys don't like they don't really show their emotions and they don't kind of talk about stuff and like I said before when you're a mum you're just focusing on you're not even thinking about yourself really no, are you just focused on, on your children yeah but then you know 
I guess in situations where like dad's involved, you, it's a lot of pressure to carry. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it you're, does, you're it, good though in that you're quite open. I'm all, yeah, I yeah, I will be. I'll try to be as honest as I, I can yeah. be. Um, sometimes you're conscious if you say. If you're too honest, it sounds like you you're just offloading everything. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to be that no, type of no, person. I, I think that, yeah. If I'm if I'm when I say I'm not emotionally avoided. No, I, no, I didn't mean that. But you know what I mean. If I if say um, we we we've you know we've we've say flooring what happened. We'll yeah. share we'll share that. I obviously I'll express how upset I was. At home, yeah. um, not outside the house necessarily. Where some people might be more happy yeah. to do that and have deeper conversations, and um, with other people, obviously that's not that's not me necessarily. But um, no, but I, yeah. I meant sorry, I meant yeah. at home, like together, we would you would openly talk to me, absolutely, yeah, and yeah. vice versa, yeah. like yeah, yeah, like in terms of that side of it within our relationship and parenting, like the whole general aspect of it all like we're both very open with one another yeah um which is obviously helps massively yeah um yeah is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent that you're happy to talk about any situations or circumstances that have affected this so i think it goes back to some of the experiences we've probably already talked about mm-hmm. like um obviously having Losing a child that massively changes how you yeah. parent and the way your outlook on parenting and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. And then again, Imogen's the experiences had with Imogen and everything not quite being as you would necessarily do it with a neurotypical normal child. Yeah. Normal, neurotypical normal child. Yeah. Um. It's all very different, so it changes your approach completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've had to change that approach because the lack of there's such a lack of support out there within um, child children's services. It's almost non-existent at the minute, and it's letting them down. Yeah. So as parents, you've got to step up again even more, trying to help your child, um, support them, find the right support for them. Mm-hmm. so that we can support them in the right way yeah. so that's definitely influenced and again that's a, a whole extra load on top of just being a parent anyway isn't it like yeah. you know yeah. all that stuff I remember going through a period where like we said didn't we we constantly felt like one of us was on the phone ringing somebody whether it being like a charity based service yeah. or a service that we'd been put given a number for like i'll try these they might be able to help you um or pediatricians who were kind of leading the Mm -hmm. asd referral and things like that we're constantly on the phone to people as well yeah so that took its toll because it was another extra layer of stress you know we're both working full time imagine's at school trying to keep track of that it's a nightmare i I, I mean it was a lot better at at that than me because you were making a lot of the calls, weren't you? But yeah, but I mean, I suppose it. I yeah, I wouldn't say I was better at it than you. I think it was more that. I mean, in terms of understanding this very complex, yeah, overly complex yeah. system, where there's no, you know, knowing yeah. who's spoken to, when, 
where's a dead end? Who you na- need to engage? It's, it's just a, it's, it's very. There's no clear you process. Maybe, but it's hard sometimes when you're talking to people about it, like we're talking about it now. It's really hard to give the full um, picture to, of it to and convey how, how much yeah. is involved. Yeah, in how it. much goes into it. Yeah. yeah, with all with with a child that's. Um, struggling in, yeah. or for want of a better word um, yeah. how that then changes the way you're parenting how it changes yeah. your whole life dynamic because this okay she doesn't physically need physical aids or at home or anything like that she's not physically disabled she's not there's nothing no. like that but because I think sometimes a, a physical disability is easier to see and yeah. maybe look at how um, and rightly so like how that would impact your life and yeah take its toll on your life but for a child that's um struggling with some kind of additional need that it's not easy to see on the surface as an outsider it's really really hard as parents to convey how difficult that is but I think just going back to you saying that I took kind of the lead on making all these calls and trying to manage all these calls and stuff I think partly that falls into a mum role and not mm. like that's not to say you couldn't do it because you could do it if I'd well, have I said look a few occasions yeah you know, but... if I'd have said look I need you to take charge on this you would yeah. have you would have done but I, I think as a mum you take it on mm. when there's mum and dad there I think yeah. I don't know I think as a mum you have you feel that responsibility mm-hmm. to okay this is my role I've got to do this I've yeah. got to take the lead on this and did you find obviously knowing your background in like as a nursery practitioner yeah. did you find it maybe because of that knowledge you had there that it kind of a little bit maybe yeah it was a bit it was it was kind of an extension of that kind of yeah. child care generally mm-hmm. obviously there's lots of offshoots and that yeah yeah but you in the, in the, um, yeah. had some old it lent itself to your understanding of the system anyway yeah because in the later years I was yeah. working as um as a senko right and then working you closely with experience didn't you yeah. to a degree i no, worked closely yeah. with specialist teachers in yeah yeah uh, maystone in kent where we lived and um i was very lucky actually i got to do a lot of work with um some really brilliant um people that work for the serv- like the different services that they offer down there yeah so like some of the speech and language therapists some of the specialist teachers some of the inclusion mm team and um they were really helpful in me learning how it all worked yeah. and then being able to yeah. support the children that were in my care but actually it really helped when it came to yeah. trying to get that support in and so that definitely I mean as, as a parent as a mum gave me a bit of a boost that I yeah. I, I, when I'm having these conversations with these professionals on the phone I kind of know what I'm talking about yeah. and I used to say didn't I if I didn't know how some of this say, worked yeah. as a professional mm-hmm. and how you can kind of what wording sometimes just needs to be used. Sometimes the terminology can yeah. make a massive yeah. difference. Yeah. Can't it? Then what hope in hell have some of these other parents got yeah. that haven't that don't know that? Yeah. And why would they know that unless you yeah. work yeah. in that in that area? So you got to ask the right questions. Yeah. And it, and I just I mean I've gone off on a bit of a tangent here, but it's I just think there's such a massive failing for so many families. Mm-hmm. It's the children and the parents because the parents are trying to do their best. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's diabolical. Yeah, it and is. that in itself is going to change the way people are parenting mm. for these children that need extra support because yeah. there's just there's nothing out there for them. No. Um, 
then yeah, I mean that's a whole different story. Yeah. But it leads on to the funding that's available <laughs> and where oh, money's right. allocated and yeah, that's and it's hard to get your head around in a country yeah. like this, a developed yeah, it's the developed Western nation. You can't even support mental health well-being of children. No. Without and, and waiting that, that two was, years on a bloody it, list. It was during, it was I mean, during COVID, wasn't what is it? That, about? That, yeah. that, that really came to a head with Imogen was her mental well-being and her mm. mental health. It was really, really bad. Um, yeah, it did peak, didn't it, at one point? Yeah, um, it was It was probably at its peak during 2020. Mm. So obviously there's kind of... In Going into 21, there's obvious reasons for that that you could see. Yeah. And some people did just jump to the, oh, well, you've lost a child that will impact imaging you've it's during covid but we kind of had to keep reminding people that hang on a minute this has been going on since she was tiny this has never stopped we've come to a real peak but she would she'd like we we were devastated we'd hear her saying things like i don't want to be here anymore after she'd had a meltdown because she just couldn't stand the way she'd behaved or some of the things she'd said during the meltdowns that she can't it would appear she can't control um and it was devastating, wasn't it? And not to be to not to be unable to find the right help or mm. to know how to best help your child to feel better about themselves. Yeah. I mean, when let's face it, during COVID, it was almost impossible to get any service or well, yeah. to, to help. Um, I think we were offered some like video calls for her mm. with people, but she was not no. in no. the right frame no. of mind for doing stuff like that. No, I mean, um, she'd match in mask, wouldn't she, within that yeah, call? Yeah. And just tell them what she thinks just, they wanted yeah. to hear. She knew exactly what they wanted to hear. Didn't give any, um, she's so, give too she's so much clever. away. Um, yeah, she, it, um, it was, it was hard and I, I just, yeah, I mean, it goes back again to, I, I just really, really feel, can sympathise and empathise with so many families mm. that, um, that struggle and mm. it would appear that there are more and more finding a voice now to try and help them be the best parents that they can be for the children um and for, i mean luckily for us we've found um some friends on our journey who have um girls of similar age to imogen who have the right. same um kind of struggles as well don't they so yeah. that's been helpful yeah. to us yeah. kind of throwing ideas around together yeah. and what's worked for them yeah what's worked for us and trying to get some trying to support one another as parents. What is your biggest value when it comes to parenting? Well, um, you can lead this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a lot, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot, there's a lot of things we hold dear and that we sort of like to say we value and mm-hmm. dictates our life, virtues and things like that, that we hold dear. But I think for, for us, um, I was going to say trust mm-hmm. because it sounds, it, I know it could come across a bit of a cliche, cliche but it's, <laughs> but it's true. It's because yeah. it's true and it's, and it's, and it underpins everything. So we obviously with the dynamic between me and Emma, she trusts me and I mm-hmm. trust her. We trust our children to a degree, but yeah. to be in terms of. But wanting them to trust us as well. Yeah. In different ways, like I trust Emma with my life or with, with anything, and and vice versa. And obviously, your, your children put that trust in you, yeah. you know. And and um, and that goes to tell it obviously, telling the truth, being transparent, and so you can get through, especially yeah. in certain situations that we're in, because you need to be 
Yeah. It needs to be open so you can... I think from a really mm. early, like really early on in our relationship, we came to that understanding together, probably without even actually talking about it, that trust, mm. like you just said then, it underpins all of it. Yeah. Without it, it's nothing, is there? No. Um, and it, we were talking about it earlier, weren't we? And I was saying that we don't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. We used to go to church a lot, didn't we? We'd bring an we image did. on. Yeah, we did, yeah. As a family, we went to church. Mm-hmm. And then, so this is when we were living down south. We don't go to church anymore. Um, that's a whole other story. But when we did, when we were down south, um, we, coincidentally, the church we went to, the um, minister, he was from up north he was from oh, Preston really? just close to where my dad lives right so we had like quite a nice relationship with him didn't we he used to make references yeah. Ground, yeah. yeah it was really nice yeah. anyway I'm going off tangent again so on a tangent so he said uh, it was his sermon one day was based on trust which was like mm-hmm. which was really good um quite relevant to obviously what we're talking about now and he said and it's always stuck with me to rely upon someone totally that's trust Mm-hmm. and I just thought you've hit the nail on the head yeah. that is totally what like our whole mm. family dynamic our relationship as a married couple is all mm. based upon that's what we've always said and it is you're relying upon someone wholly and completely mm. whether it be me as Imogen's mum whether it be me as Jake's wife or mm. um, you know again like me trusting Imogen or me yeah. trusting you know Freddie's only two but it, you know it all comes yeah, into yeah. it so yeah. it is, it's, it's always been the biggest one for us, hasn't it? Kind of underpins everything yeah, else. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And I guess maybe because, like with you saying that you obviously haven't been together long before you got pregnant with Imogen, I guess you probably got thrown into that trust thing straight away because obviously it's one thing starting a relationship, isn't it? But yeah. then when you're having a baby, at the start of a relationship, you've got to trust each yeah. other. And you were at uni. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's not and like, this isn't even just... Like going back to the start of everything when we were younger and we had Imogen Young, it's not even just like the trust because you kind of think, well, at that point, oh yeah, you had to trust one another as, mm-hmm. as a, you know, that you're both being trustworthy away from one another. Mm-hmm. But actually, it was more than that because you were at uni, but it was trusting that, you know, again, sounds a bit cliche, but you, you used to say, didn't you, that this will work like yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say yeah. god that's not going to work it's not going to mm-hmm. last very long they've become parents really yeah. quickly and did you find that a couple of times yeah mm. not not too much i think yeah. i probably ignored a lot of it but i've yeah, yeah had it said a few times no, i've said it to my face but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, imagine it, it it would have been slightly different for you yeah. especially when i wasn't there for i think it's different for a woman six yeah. seven as a, as a months girl as often, or a woman at the time 21 yeah. a young woman um yeah it was i think the trust that so things like us talking about like this this will work mm-hmm. knowing we knew what kind of relationship we had I knew what kind of person you were. I knew how hard working you were. And, you know, you saying, trust me, I am. this is going to work. I will finish my degree. I will do, you know, whatever you said, we've done. Mm-hmm. Whatever we've said to one another that we'll achieve, we've done it. Yeah. And that's all been based upon trust, trusting mm-hmm. each other that it is going to work. What, yeah. Whatever we're saying we're going to do, we can do it together. Um. Your dad's an ex-copper, so I couldn't... <laughs> <laughs> I had to... I had to... Uh... No pressure there. <laughs> I just said it. I just said it to get us. No. 
and also, but he knows because he held me to account. It came, <laughs> it came up in a wedding speech, in yeah, wedding yeah. speech, didn't he? Yeah, it did. He said, "I'm a man of my word." <laughs> but yeah, probably because you've got too many contacts. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, what was yeah. it, the first time you met my dad? Dave hadn't even met my dad before I fell pregnant with Imogen. <laughs> oh, your mum? Oh, yeah, oh, my mum. <laughs> no. No, you had. You had met my mum. You definitely once, had met my mum. Right, once is better than not, nothing. Yeah. But yeah, you definitely hadn't met my dad, and we were sat around the tea table, weren't we? And he said, right, what did he say? What was the phrase he used? I'm not going to kill you, sort of Yeah, he stopped shitting <laughs> yourself now, I'm not going to yeah. kill you. <laughs> How did that so, feel when like when you got pregnant and you know all that? Uh, oh. what we um like the family. telling the family yeah, and this just, you know, yeah, yeah. I was, unplanned situation. I'm not gonna lie, I was shitting myself. Yeah. Is that right to say that? Yes, yeah, <laughs> Jerry's fine, don't worry. <laughs> um yeah, it was it I was think, it it was just yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it really. I haven't thought about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um it I was I was ner- really nervous to talk yeah. to my mum and dad. My mum knew instantly that something wasn't right. Um because I was still living with my mum yeah. at the time. She she could tell something wasn't quite right. So she managed to get it out of me. Because mm-hmm. just you, know, you don't plan that conversation, yeah. do you? Like, yeah. how do you have that conversation? Yeah. So and she was really good. Um and then I went and talked to my dad and again like could not have I don't know what I expected really. I don't think I had any expectation from them. Yeah. Um but my dad was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um there is I know one of my dad's sisters said to my dad it'll be the making of Emma. Mm-hmm. Um so hearing things like that was yeah. what I needed was really yeah. lovely. My sister was fantastic, like my sister's been amazing throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. she she was she was one of the first people I told. Yeah, and she she helped us a lot, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Um, your mum and dad were fantastic. Yeah. You were most worried about telling your dad, weren't you? Yeah, I don't I don't know why. Well, I probably if I, I need to give it some thought, but because I'm a lot like him, because there was never any option. Mm-hmm. He he would never have said, "Oh, well, you need to go and get an abortion." Yeah, yeah. He would never have said that because yeah. he, he, I know it, and and he was very family orientated, man of principle, which I like to think I am, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, definitely. and and so I have to, uh, he, you know, so and he said, well, you just you just got to look after your, look after your family now. Yeah, yeah he always said that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, so. I think for me, it was one of the things I was. <clears throat> I didn't ever expect, like you saying, I didn't ever expect that my mum and dad would turn around and say, well, you know, like, here's, yeah. here's your options kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I didn't ever think that. I think it was almost in the back of my mind, well, right, like, them being almost disappointed in me. Yeah. Or ashamed, even, mm-hmm. that I'd become pregnant so young and I'd not been in the relationship yeah. very long with Jake and... It was probably more that side of it that I was worried yeah. about. Because you kind of think, well, what was I worried about? What were they going to do? They're yeah. not going to... But I think it was that. It was more... Well, yeah, my, but the thing is, my mum and dad are a bit, oh, i say, older. My mum my mum had me when she was 38. I'm 35 now. She's like in her 70s. And, yeah. You know, my dad was like 40, 41. So they're obviously of an older generation. If they had mm. children younger then. Yeah. She yeah, had my brother when she was 19. Yeah. So yeah. you're only comparing yourself to like societal norms. Yeah. To what everyone now tends to, because because everything now is about getting an education and going out into the yeah. bigger world, getting a career, 
that's and that's for men and women, but now it's more pushed on women. Yeah, it's pushed on women heavily, and naturally, uh, you're ha- you're happy, we're happy, and you yeah. and you you've got a co- you you've still managed to pursue a, a, a career and a mm. job mm. at the same time. It didn't. It wasn't one or the other necessarily. No, it just changes the direction. It changes the direction and you do things how you manage it and 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 you know you and the order of that you do things. This is like yeah. It's just different, I suppose. Yeah, we've just all got our own journeys, haven't we? Our own, yeah, I mean, I know, you know plenty of women now who are my age that, even some family that have had babies really young mm-hmm. and have fantastic careers now. It yeah. didn't stop them from then, after having the baby, pursuing hmm. things like university yeah. and degrees and, and everything. It's not, I think that whole thing of oh well it's ruined your life mm-hmm. I, I think that's starting isn't it, to, I'm hoping it's starting yeah. to disappear yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. Um, and that it change yeah that it would change it now if you ask me how I would feel about imagine having a baby at 21 <laughs> <laughs> then I would probably no. yeah. contradict myself no no I know. it's stupid isn't it well, it is but that's that the then. lead up this is that's a that's a, that's a strange thing isn't it because you, you you wouldn't I say you wouldn't like it you want them Again, to be happy think, yeah, it's just and healthy for your, first and foremost, and you don't want the father to bugger off. Yeah, and they've got they... to step up and you've got to be a fam. That's been my only concern. Yeah, is that going to be a lasting mm-hmm. family unit? That yeah. that would be the main focus. I think, yeah. And I think that's a normal, understandable yeah. thing yeah. to be worried about, and or probably our parents thought. Yeah, well, yeah, it is true. On, yeah. on, you know. It, obviously, women perhaps did generally have children younger 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Got married a lot younger. Yeah. Um, which we didn't do for another seven or so years, did we? So we didn't we rush into already. that necessarily, but we always kind of knew that's yeah. where it was going to lead. Yeah. What has been your biggest challenge so far? I don't know if there's one one challenge. No, I think, it, I think they've overlapped a little bit, haven't they? A lot, yeah, there's a lot of overlaps. Um, we're still in a challenge trying to with, with, with our eldest daughter yeah. in terms of daily challenges to you know with with her personally and then on in with the system yeah. so that's a non, that's a continuing thing um obviously being away from home for a lot of years you could say it was a challenge at times i think that's probably one of the biggest challenges big challenge overall to move 300 miles away yeah you know with a baby mm. being with each other just off a year. And, I've always said, you know. I don't ever regret that. I mean, I mm-hmm. between the two of us, I think I found that harder, didn't I, when we first moved? Yeah. And I'd never lived away from home before. You've yeah. been at uni for five years away from mm. home. I'd never been away from home before, so then suddenly moving 300 miles away, away from anybody that yeah. you know, is really daunting. And mm. I found, I think it took me a good 18 months to two years to actually feel settled. Yeah. Um. But yeah, having not having any family around to give you a break every now yeah. and then. And I mean, we've made fantastic friends down there, friends for life. They're more yeah. like some of them are more like family now mm-hmm. than friends, but they're still that they're not your family. Yeah. So although they're amazing and you know, we had to rely on them a lot, especially when we were pregnant with Freddie and yeah. we needed to go to appointments and stuff and it's COVID, so it couldn't take yeah. him into appointments, so stuff like that. We had no choice but to rely on them, and they were fantastic. But you still couldn't help but feel like you were putting on people that maybe yeah. you shouldn't be putting on, because they weren't family. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. I think like now we're back up here, 
kind of feel a sense of relief sometimes yeah. that oh I've got my mum or my dad or your yeah. your mum um or my sister or some you know somebody yeah. who's a family member and you don't feel like you're putting on them as much because yeah. normally they want to yeah <laughs> <laughs> they seem quite happy to anyway um so I think that was a massive challenge down there not not having them around and not yeah not having people on our doorstep that we could rely on more yeah. or feel more comfortable to rely on we did yeah. have people we could rely on but it's that feeling of being comfortable yeah. to put on them people and rely on them people that was a big challenge Imogen was only one and a half when we moved down there yeah, yeah. so she I mean that big that's become down there is to her it's her home yeah which is lovely so that's why I would say we'll never regret it because we have some fabulous memories down there yeah, yeah. that's where our family dynamic yeah. blossomed really isn't it so it'll always be yeah. part of our like our home but yeah. it was a huge challenge, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. You can keep focus on, you know, down there primarily with my yeah. career. So it was, you know, trying to focus on that and obviously making sure the other part, main part of your life, the two main things you're all yeah. about, your family and your job are all, you know, working, working mm-hmm. as well as it, it can be. Yeah. And we still yeah, managed it was, to. It was, it was, yeah, it was very yeah, challenging. We still managed reflection. to make Definitely. sure that Imogen had a relationship with everybody, didn't we? Like, we'd come back up here yeah. and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, our parents or family members had come down and visit as much yeah. as they could, and we'd video call and yeah. Um, so we did as much as we could, and it, it definitely never impacted her relationship with yeah. her family, did it? No, it which didn't, no. that that was one of my worries. That yeah. How, hard is this going to be to I mean she's one and a half she could they're at an age where it sounds awful but they could easily forget about people can't they yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't keep that contact with them yeah um but that never happened she, you know she was always she was never shy yeah. or reserved when family came to visit and she was always like they lived around the corner oh, yeah. really which was really lovely um, I think it could, it's that comes back to what we're saying about we just, when we had him we knew we just have to get on not get on with it like it yeah like paying your taxes yeah. <laughs> but i mean like that's our mindset you know we just yeah. we just there's no point like going on, on about it, it. Yeah, you, yeah. you've got to do it in the back of your mind you know you have to do it so yeah. just do it and the same we got there's a lot of challenges but we knew we have to keep going and we did and we have and it worked and we for us do. when we were down there didn't <laughs> yeah. we yeah, yeah. And we moved back because it was the right time to come back. Yeah. Because we never said, when we lived down there, we never said that it was forever and that we would never come back up here. Right. But you have to give it enough time, don't yeah. you, to, to, to at least prove to yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. that you've managed yeah. to, you know, do it. We were down um, there for, what, close to nine years. Yeah. Um, And I think it was just the, the challenges we faced with Imogen. Mm-hmm. Covid, lockdowns, having yeah. and losing Flory. Yeah then having Freddie that we just felt like actually this is the time now and and obviously it all worked it appeared it was going to work with your job just to be able to move mm. back but actually still retain the job you had mm-hmm. um and it has worked but it kind of yeah we just took that opportunity then didn't we and decided it was the right time to come back so we did yeah but there's no regrets on it mm-hmm. definitely i definitely I don't regret think, it i can't think of any regrets really i suppose that's a good thing isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. or something bad's happened an experience you, you learn from it and try yeah. as best you can um to try and 
learn and grow yeah, yeah. rather than just dwelling on it as it was bad trying to turn a positive, negative into a positive yeah. saying. It sounds like if a cliche. But it's no, true. Agree, it's agree. the only way you can re- positively reframe something. Yeah. If you're talking about regrets move on whole, from it. I think there's a... I think oh, no, I don't. I've said there's not any regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Where, well, are going, where are we going with this? Stop that right there. Yeah. <laughs> just one second. No, I just mean like, um, like as a, on a whole, I think there's little bits and pieces over the years that I look back and I think, I don't know if it's a regret though, like some ways of dealing with Imogen's behaviours and mm-hmm. um, because we're all human and we act in mm-hmm. to situations yeah. like getting you know getting cross as a mum mm. um where you're shouting and and i hate that and I, I kind of to a point do regret stuff like that but then at the same time it is if it, i'm human yeah and i can, and i suppose again like got to give yourself a break sometimes you've got, like, to, you've yeah. got to work on yourself as much as you're a person haven't you yeah. Whether you like it or not, this is a thing. Some things you just got you just got to accept things, mm-hmm. and you know Try you so can dent hard. your ego. Yeah, uh, yeah. You think, oh god, no, I I need to be like that. That's not good. But yeah, you got to. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know if it's a regret or, or just more of a well, like you were saying that I've learned. I've learned from it. We've learned from all these different new, ways that we've had to. Way, yeah, of parenting and trying trying different things to make things work within our family and for Imogen and yes perhaps it's not a regret maybe it's just more of a learnt through it all I guess yeah what do you wish you could change about parenting in general as in for everyone I think for me it's the whole judgement thing mm-hmm. which I love about what you do Emma because I, I just it's support that's needed not the judgement mm-hmm. and there's not enough support out there as a yeah. parent if I could change that single-handedly, I would, but mm-hmm. I've never been able to do it single-handedly. Yeah. Um. And I think there is a. I think there has been a slight change. Yeah. I think that I think people are better at being less judgmental because there are so many different factors to why people parent differently. Yeah. So many different reasons, whether it be because the child is has additional needs or whether they've been brought differently, yeah. where they've they've they're not biologically. T- from that family that yeah. you know yeah. from an outside looking in to a family that you don't know mm-hmm. you know thinking about i don't know passing judgment on somebody in the street who's mm-hmm. maybe just raised their voice at the yeah. child you don't know how long yeah. that parent's been suffering I say suffering that sounds awful but kind of trying to get through yeah. that challenge with that yeah, child yeah. and then you get a judgmental look from another parent mm-hmm. it's, it's not helpful it's never going to be no. helpful if i could change that i would i think that's the biggest one for me yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I don't want to focus on parenting styles, I suppose, because I don't really. But there's, there's obviously, ultimately, you just want the child, the children, who you parent, whether you're from a working class or an upper class, a middle class, mm-hmm. um, all to have. Should be, but there is, if you get out into the world and talk to people, you can get along with people from any walk of life, really, because there's a common thread. Mm-hmm within society can that that is instilling the morals, you know, virtues, principles yeah. in children, how you conduct yourself. Yeah. And and that should be the backbone of it. And I suppose how you get that to that point is can dif- differ. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it can differ with how parents I don't know, depending on their background. 
but I mean, I, yeah, you I, can't I do noticed. someone for the background. It's no. really got to be ultimately on on OVR. So yeah. I know you notice when you're out, when you're about with friends and stuff, you notice how different your parent. There are similarities and there's always differences, mm. and that's fine. It doesn't mean that one of you's doing it no, better than the other. No, no. Well, ours are, some parents are very similar in a lot of respects, and then they're different in others. Mm-hmm. Our parents. Yeah. Yeah. And we're <coughs> still on the same page. I suppose that's yeah. what I was trying to get to. Yeah. You know, styles can be dif- different, yeah. but ultimately we're being positive. Yeah, um, yeah. On us. It and we're here like, today yeah, and we're talking on the same. Yeah. So, you know, we you'd never have known that. You must have thought yeah. we'd come out exactly the same exact mould. Yeah, but you, yeah. you don't, do you? You just. No. So there's nuance, it's nuance, isn't it? There's still lots of little Yeah. But um Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think we're finding you can't just like your time was saying, you just you you can in the back in your head without to yourself you can you can you can create an like a profile, like an yeah. an outfit of a family and you can and you kind of um stereotype, you know, you yeah. really but the kids might they might turn out okay. Mm-hmm. You don't you just don't know unless you delve like, into the detail. Everyone makes a judgment. Everybody yeah. makes judgments. But unless you try to understand who you're judging, yeah. you're never gonna kind of know what that actually yeah. is about. Mm. You know, you've yeah. kind of got to there's I tend to find with a lot of parents that a lot of judgment is insecurity. Yeah. Because it's that oh you can kind of pinpoint that they're making yeah, that judgment because that's their insecurity yeah. and then the other thing tends to be understanding there's just a lack of understanding and people yeah. are so can be so kind of tunnel focused and this is what you do and this is this and there's not that and not always but i think yeah. that comes sometimes with a generational True. thing yeah. it yeah um about being accepting of differences and yeah and things like that and i get like not always generational but Sometimes it's passed on a little bit from one generation mm-hmm. to another, but it's their exposure as well to things beyond yeah, that yeah. family unit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've, we're in a more interconnected world, so you get to yeah. six, like it or not. I mean, I don't like. I'm not for modernity. I'm quite. I'm like old fashioned, but I don't. But I, I still, I'm. I'm grateful for our access to information. Yeah. And people, if you, if you want to find something out, there's an entire. Yeah. network yeah, of information yeah. of our parents perhaps didn't have and that's not mean i don't mean that they they can't learn or jump on the internet and look at something I up think but our, it's, I think our it's instilled in you now isn't it to be yeah. a bit more open-minded yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you can't you do you know as i say you can't take it i'm teaching old dog new tricks and, and it can be true can't it for I think our parents. some people <laughs> <laughs> you know it is isn't it i think our parents have been good though like yeah just going back to it our daughter Imogen and her. Oh, they have. I don't. They've, yeah, I don't they've mean been that. really good. No, I know. You they've know what I mean. Really good. Yeah. Even like I've sent them, um, I've sent them stuff like links to read up about sensory yeah. processing disorder yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, so they can try and understand that side of things more. Uh-huh. And they'll read it and can't, you know. Even my mum would be like, "Oh yeah, we'll send that in an hour. Yeah, that makes sense, you know. So that that's they've been good at. They have. Understand helping their understanding so that the judgmental side of it is yeah doesn't kind of come up really mm-hmm. um yeah we have we have very understanding um 
they're not we're not exposed to it every day um we still get the bumps of it mm-hmm. but i think when they do see it then they are aware now they've been open yeah. so they're able but to also, manage yeah, it yeah, yeah. rather than yeah, consumed just, by yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah if you've enjoyed this episode please don't forget to follow review and share with other parents you know you can now listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and YouTube. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch via any of my social media channels, website or email. Thank you, Jake and Emma, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank it's you. It's really great to have you. And thank you to everyone for listening.